Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition, and I have a guest with me today who I've had on before, Liz Bennett. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that how you're going to talk during this? Hey. <laughs> That's your cartoon voice. Hey. <laughs> you do vo- and you do voiceovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we have a number of different things that we're going to cover today. But as always, it is a call-in show, and I always like to say what the date is. Today is January twentieth, right? Wow, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're right. It's almost, yeah. almost the end of January. It's wow. almost summer. <laughs> yeah, I was having trouble processing that it was 2024. But, you know, blink an eye, it's going to be 2025. But in any case, it's January 20th on this nice cold day. And um, if you want to call in the show, uh, I'm here live, and it's 860-522-WTIC. And you can talk to me. You can talk to Liz. A lot of times I'll be giving some advice, and Liz has some extra stuff she wants to throw in. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. So we had a number of different things we wanted to talk about, but as we were coming in and you were standing freezing because you didn't wear a coat. um, (laughs) My mother may be listening. (laughs) Well, this is public service announcement, guys. If you go outside, you might want to be wearing a coat today. It's 13 degrees out. At was my it? House. Yeah. Wow. This early this morning or when you left? When I left. Oh, well, my car said coming from Newington that it was 20 degrees. That's yeah. positively balmy. There you so, go. So, anyway, uh, I know that there have been recently, maybe like a year old, laws that have been passed about. Well, they've been around for a while. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because there were oh, some yeah. new laws passed. Yeah. The new tethering laws and stuff oh, like okay. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, to no, do that's, with tethering. That's different. Okay. Yeah. But the, what we're, we were talking about, that's been around for a while. Yeah. So why don't you, in honor of this cold, cold day, <laughs> just share with people what okay, we were so talking about with In those. the state of Connecticut and in Massachusetts as well, because I work up in Massachusetts. There is a law that says you are not allowed when they issue winter weather advisories or any weather advisories like like um, hurricanes, tornadoes, that kind of stuff, um, frigid temperatures, heat, all that kind of stuff. If they have an issue, a, a weather advisory, you are not allowed to keep your pets outside for, um, I think it's longer than 15 minutes. You have to bring them in. And um, this is kind of a weird question, but... Well, uh, <laughs> How would somebody know? I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. we don't have cameras out. So this is something All that... people do. <laughs> <laughs> they do, I suppose. Neighbors. Neighbors. Okay, so if your neighbor notoriously keeps their dog outside uh-huh. um, all the time, just keep all the time. It's got a dog house. It's okay. Well, no, it's not okay. But um, if you happen to notice 
that your dog, your neighbor's dog is out there and it's uh-huh. longer than 15 minutes or your concern. Um, late, longer than five, 10 minutes. And you call the police department, they come over and they can actually document. Um, what we do in, in Massachusetts where I work is that we'll start the clock when we get there because we witness it. Okay. We can witness for the next 15 minutes. Because you could have um, not very nice neighbors. Right. Who, well, one time, this was many years ago, I had this little dog who was um, very, he, he was pretty blind. <laughs> and so <laughs> when he had to go pee, I'd like to let him out on a tether mm-hmm. out front because mm-hmm. then he could only just go so far. Right. You know, as opposed right. to in my backyard where, right. you know, even though it's fenced in. I just thought it was safer. So, you know, he'd go out. He was little. He, you know, maybe he was out there for two or three minutes. He, I wasn't leaving him outside. He was right. a little squirty. Dog. And somebody called up the police. Sure, sure. And said, Lori is leaving. I don't know if she said Lori, but <laughs> she said, you know, that, that person woman. is leaving her dog out. Right. And then, you know, the police came by and there was no dog. Right. You know. Right. So we have to. Basically, yeah, exactly for that reason specifically. We have to be able to document that we got there at such and such a time and we sat there and watched for the next 15 minutes and this animal was kept outside. Yeah. Well, I don't know what was up with this person because honestly, if she had just driven around the block, by the time she came back, there would be no dog out there. Right. But because people freak out. Yeah. They freak out. They see something outside. They go, it's outside. It's outside. Oh, my God. And and they'll call on it. Yeah. So there are, you You know, know, clearly times where... Animals are being neglected and mm-hmm. clearly times when people are alarmist mm-hmm. and it's up to the right. ACO to right. make that determination because I'm sure yeah. that they realize that some people are just nutty. No, <laughs> this is This is a public service announcement. Them. Some people are nutty. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think. You know, people do things for all kinds of crazy reasons. So, you know, you have to take that into account. But I guess the bottom line point is not only is it not comfortable for most dogs, um, it's also illegal. And so let's say that, you know, you're in ACO, you said Southwick now. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you used to be in Granby. Yep. Okay. Yep. And just so people know, you know, you... Uh, do rescue stuff. Yep. And uh, the puppy Herman that I got from you. Yeah. He's going to be 11 <gasps> in March. My One of my guys that was born at my place, Winkin, is 11. And it's... Mac, my shepherd, is now 10. Okay. Well, when I got Herman, I think he had three litters of puppies. Yeah. Yeah. We had we had one in the house that was Winkin's litter. His mom was a, a lemon and white hound. She was fabulous. And then we had Herman's litter, uh-huh. and we had another one, I think. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all old now. And I get, you know, I get, I get um, calls or emails or texts or whatever that says, "Guess who's celebrating their tenth, eleventh, twelfth birthday or whatever?" And it's just so cool to see that you know I brought these guys up from wherever I brought them from, and now they're this age, and it's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Show me a little birthday. Well, hat. it's nice that, you know, people take responsibility for the life of their pet, which yeah. kind of leads me into the next thing that I wanted to talk about that you had said was going on. And I have seen news <laughs> stories about this, but uh, I'm sure you must have firsthand experience with this where during COVID, everybody's wanting a dog. Yes. And, uh, the shelters mm-hmm. were getting kind of cleaned out mm-hmm. and there weren't a lot of animals uh, to mm-hmm. be found, which mm-hmm. was good. But now is there some kind of rebound effect or what oh, is yeah. going on here? Well, I even had some woman call me and, and tell me she wanted 
uh, a dog to keep her kids busy. What? Oh my <laughs> she god! A dog awesome. to keep her kids busy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's just awesome. Yes, people are. So we're seeing two different problems. We're seeing a lot of separation anxiety issues with the pets mm-hmm. because let's face it, you've been with them for twenty four seven. Now all of a sudden you go back to work and they go, "Hum." Dad, yeah. where are you? <laughs> um, and the second one is that, you know, you had the dog or the cat or whatever during the COVID because you were all home and everything apparently was keeping everybody amused. And then after it's done, they're like, yeah, we don't need it anymore. So if you were going to just describe the the number one reason why people are surrendering their pets, what would you say? That lack it? of commitment. Just lack of commitment. Lack of commitment. Boy, okay. that's... Kind of troubling, huh? It is, and it is, and and you go back to the first reason that these animals now have separation anxiety, and it's easier to dump them than it is to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I just found, you know, I've discovered that with my dog Shunta. Um, she's a Scotch Collie German Shepherd, and I have never had a dog with this kind of energy or this kind of attention, you know, whatever span. Um, and for a long time, I kept saying, this is the wrong dog. This is, I just, I got to place this dog. She's the wrong dog for me. She's the wrong dog. For me. That dog has taught me so much about patience and understanding and training and diversify, you know, diversify, diversifying my um, games with her. And she's, she's just turned a year and she's turned into a fabulous dog. Now, whether she's turned into a great dog or I finally am able to deal with her on her level. Probably a little bit of both because, I mean, let's face it, puppies are maniacs. Right. Yeah. And then you get this combination. I mean, she's a fabulous dog. Don't get me wrong. She's she's absolutely an awesome dog. She's very intuitive. She's very nurturing. She's very good. She had a very high-pitched bark, and she was constantly in motion, and it drove me crazy. I mean, well, she should meet uh, my mini Aussie arrow. They'd be like, two peas in a pod. <laughs> but the I whole mean, problem is a commitment. Commitment. You, you know, well, you know, so- I, I think that um, I find that a lot of people really don't have any understanding of what good training right. is. Um, I have a lot of calls from people who say, oh, my dog is perfectly trained. They don't need any training. <laughs> I had one dog show up in one of my group classes. Oh, my dog was like the best in the class. He's perfectly trained. But I, I just need some, I don't know, I need some behavior helpers. The dog was not trained. He was barking and lunging and he had no manners at all. So, yeah, I mean, if everything's quiet and we're all in a room all by ourselves and I show right. you a treat and you do some stuff for the treat, right. uh, that's not really trained. That's maybe like partially trained. And, and people <laughs> don't really understand that, you know, no. trained means that Work. I can get you to not do things even right. when you would rather not listen to me that you're that you'll do what the rules are even when you're distracted right um and that you know it's, it's really meaningful in that way and most people don't know how to achieve that or and, they're not willing to take the time yeah you know and you go back i mean we, we grew up you and i grew up with jiffy pop <laughs> on the stove. Do you know? Remember that we yeah, had to shake yeah, it on the stove. Yeah, that was like some okay? magical. Woo, right, the it thing was pops on the up. stove, but it took time. It took time. It took patience to not burn the popcorn. I thought it was fun. Okay, it was know? fun, yeah. but it took time. It took patience. Yeah. We didn't burn the popcorn. Okay, then we developed it to the microwave, and and now the kids they stand in front of the microwave and they it's impatient. 
We had toaster ovens. They have microwaves. It's like all of a sudden it should be immediate. It should well, it's be like immediate. everything on the computer. Instagram, yes. it's like the yes. most of it is just a lot of these things are just so short. You right. Know, little short comments or little short right. videos or TikTok-y, and there's no, whatever. There's nothing like putting together a jigsaw puzzle. I could sit there for days and do it. My kids are like, yeah, I'm sorry. Can't do it. Can't, if it can't be done right away, it can't be done. And and this is the same way with training these guys and dealing with behavioral issues. They, It's so easy to just say, ah, screw it. I can't deal with this. Do you think that it's just because of lack of patience? Or do you think some of it is not believing that they really could do something about it? I think kind of both. I think it's... Um, well, I tried this and it didn't work, so do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, if it didn't, I know exactly you know. what you mean. I, I can't tell you how many times um, people have said, well, I've tried everything. Yep. And and I say, okay, well, what have you tried? Well, I tried putting them in a crate. Well, I said this and I yelled <laughs> and then I got really mad and I go, okay, uh, that's not a else. lot of things and it's pretty much all the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. all different things you said, but you really didn't do anything. Right. And I remember one person said to me, well, what do you want me to try? Voodoo? <laughs> yeah, okay, try it. We'll give, we'll give well, the dog the voodoo. <laughs> we'll give the dog the voodoo doll in the pins and see how you like it. Well, it's probably better than what you've been doing. <laughs> Not that I'm an expert, no. but, but you know, people's perceptions of things are very, very funny, and yeah. I, I find I sometimes when I am, sometimes when I tell people. No, you're not really doing that right. We can change that. We can fix that. I've had people get mad at me. Yes, because you've challenged them. Well, I can't do this, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and you know, well, you I've don't done everything I can. And right. I go, well, what exactly are you doing? And then I have them tell me. I go, well, that's oh yeah. I mean, it's perfectly clear to me because I do this all the time. Right. Well, obviously, that's not going to work. Right. But you see, know, they we, don't. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear, oh, I understand. Your dog is terrible. Let's put it down, or let's let's give it to somebody else. They don't want to hear. So many times, you know, in, in talking animal control officer wise, um, you give people solutions. Well, well let's know, try this. And they don't want to hear that. I can almost understand where you would hear more of that yeah. than me because yep. they're calling you more, most likely because they want to surrender the dog. Exactly. I'm a little confused why somebody would be calling a trainer, presumably yep. Yep. to get training, right? and then say, get mad because I say, well, yeah, we can do it differently. Because they don't want to hear that. They want to hear They want to hear you tell them that it's okay for them to not want their dog anymore. And, and again, it's, it's, I think it's a universal thing. You know, people call the vet and go, I think my dog's dying. You know, I, I really think we need to put it down. And if the vet tells them, no, it's only this, they're, they're like, what? Oh, boy. Well, that's, that's awful. I mean, seeing, seeing the negative side of things is really is, – is, more frequent for, you know. Well, I mean, in general, yeah. I would say that most of the people who actually take the trouble to contact me really do want help. And oh, really, yeah. You know, because they wouldn't have made that move right. if they, right. you know, right. they didn't want right. some kind of help. But And that's awesome because, you know, it, it, even, you know, as long as I've known you, I will still bring my animals to you for training simply because I know I mess up and I get stuck in this little groove and you go... No, take a right. 
I go, okay, fine. So I take a right, and it's all of a sudden it's all better. So it's like, <laughs> well, it's always right. <laughs> easier for somebody else looking in. Yep. You know, yeah. I mean, just in my own life, never mind just dog training. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm doing something, and I'm doing it as inefficiently and stupidly as possible. And I have to just stop and think for a second. Well, suppose somebody asked you, what would you say? Well, I wouldn't be doing it that way. And I go, why don't you try applying that to yourself? Hmm. Uh-huh. Good, good yep. advice, yep. Lori. <laughs> or you keep rebooting, rebooting, rebooting. Keep it's got to happen at some point. It's got to work. Yeah. No, maybe you should try something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, that's that's too bad. But um, I think we need to go to a break. Okay. And we'll be right back. For one I found my best friend in the dog pound. They don't come any better. The best friend that I ever had. So faithful, so true. When other friends failed me, my pal with the tail. Always wagging it. He still came to see me. When I was in jail Oh yes I found my best friend In the dog pound In the Poochie's jailhouse Hello (laughs) Welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk And we're playing Burl Ives I found my best friend at the dog pound In honor of talking about the overflow of dogs at the dog pound and, uh, you know, I think some dogs don't do really well at, at no. a dog pound. There are certain breeds that just really have true anxieties. Well, I mean, I had a Labrador years mm-hmm. ago who was, he was a strange character. <laughs> he didn't really like dogs. I mean, most labs are pretty, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he was like, no, I don't know you. Get out of my face. I'll bite you. Get away from me. <laughs> and he could make friends with dogs, but that was not his default mode. And if I wasn't a trainer and every time I brought him to the vet and he would get all freaked out, they probably would have suggested that I consult one. <laughs> and um, he uh, he ended up with diabetes and oh. required uh, constant monitoring of yeah, his blood sugar yeah. levels. And so since he was going to the vet all the time, uh, he actually got much better about going. Well, that's good. So, you know, but... You know, who wants to bring their dog to the vet three times a week to get them used oh, to it? You know, God. this is <laughs> but, true. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so, you know, we're talking about people surrendering their dogs. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of very nice dogs at mm-hmm. the pound. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there are. There are very nice. Do you like dogs. chihuahuas? Very off topic here. Um. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I do too. They're, they're, they're little boogers. I love them. <laughs> I almost was going to play a chihuahua. Like, I like chihuahuas. I really do like them. They're quite the character. They are. They yeah. are. So, yes. so anyway. Um, speaking of. Speaking of chihuahuas. <laughs> well, this has nothing to do with chihuahuas. But I wanted to talk to you about a situation that I experienced um you know, I'm trying to think of how long ago it was. First, I was thinking 20 years. Well, I'm thinking it was maybe more like 30 years. It's okay. We don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but this was regarding um, 
a situation where I was uh, working. I won't say I won't even say what town, although my guess is the animal control officer involved in this story I'm going to tell. Probably not an active ACO and may not even be alive anymore. <laughs> but um, I was driving home from an appointment headed towards the highway because I wasn't close to home at all and um, headed right down that road, headed right towards the highway. Mm-hmm. I saw a dog obviously scared, mm-hmm. okay? And mm-hmm. this is not someplace where you're going to see a dog trotting along mm-hmm. at that rate of speed, you know? So um, I drove up ahead and kind of pulled off a little yep. bit. Okay. And I opened my door hoping that this dog would jump into my car because a lot of dogs would just get spooked. And, right, you know, right. they always say, well, don't say anything. Don't call the dog. Well, yeah, I mean, it could have it could have been that he wanted to hightail it more, but I figured this right. was a good shot because this was getting really dangerous. So I opened my car and called the dog. He he was, like, so happy to get oh, into yeah. my car. He was, like, relieved, you know. And some dogs like cars, and oh, cars are, yes. you know, yeah. like a safe haven for them. And yep. he was one of those. So he hopped into my car, and I thought, oh, Okay, good. You know, he's not going to get killed today. You know, yep. and I, it was by this time, it was like nine o'clock at night. You know, oh, this wasn't cheaper. in the, this wasn't during the day in an af- yeah, sunny yeah, afternoon. Yeah. This was, you know, I didn't get home until close to 9 30. Mm-hmm. And uh, so obviously the dog came home with me. You know, what am I going to do? Go driving around the town looking for animal control officer. But anyway, <laughs> we need to go to a break. So we're going to finish the story Ooh, when I it get gets back. a better ending. Yeah. <laughs> is that dog in the window <laughs> the one with the waggly tail how much is that dog in the window <laughs> I do hope that doggie is for sale hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk you're listening to Lori Fast on this behavior edition of this cold afternoon. I have Liz Bennett with me here today who does animal rescue. She's an ACO, standing for Animal Animal Control Control Officer, in Southwick, Mass., but you used to be one in uh, Connecticut, and Mm -hmm. you do wildlife rehabilitation, all kinds of cool stuff. We do everything. (laughs) So anyway, before the break, um, I was uh, talking about a situation that I had experienced You know, I'm thinking, we'll say 30 years ago. What the heck? And uh... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Um, A dog was, I was coming home late from a lesson. Um, It was probably 9. I didn't get home till 9.30. The dog was headed on the highway ramp. I was able to coax the dog in my car. Okay, that's where we left off the story, right? Okay, so I get home. And the first thing I do when I get home is call the police department from that town. Yep. Give them my name. Give Good. them my phone number. Yep. Give them my address. Yep. And they say, thank you very much. The animal control officer, did they call them ACOs back in the day? 
Could have been a dog catcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it depends. It well, depends. it was certainly well, no. The... Thirty years ago, it would have been animal control officers. Oh, still, okay. But, All right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> you, like those old move, black and white movies <laughs> yes. where the guy goes around with a truck and he catches a dog with a net anyway, and he chucks him in there, and they all look all sad, and then some kid lets him out, you know, something yep. like that. Okay. So anyway. So, you know, I mean, I did that, which, okay, that's good. All right. So, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I've I've got a busy day the next day. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I mainly want to keep this dog safe. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the dog was scared and, you know, he was in a strange environment. But, you know, he was in a home and he was warm and he was fed and he was cared for. And so the next morning um, I get a call from the ACO of the town who is madder than a wet hen. I mean, he is ready to, you know, come there and throw on the cuffs and whatever. I don't know. You better get down here right now and bring that dog right down to the town immediately. I go, well, wait a minute. You know, I, I said, I, I, you're, you're a thief. He's telling me I'm a thief. I go, uh, I don't know. I'm, I, if I'm a thief, I'm a pretty gosh darn bad thief because I called the police and gave my name and address and phone number, and you're talking to me right now. So I don't know what kind of a, a shady person you think I am. And he was like incredibly rude mm-hmm. and demanding that mm-hmm. I was going to bring this dog down there right now. And, you know, honestly, it was a little bit of a drive. Mm-hmm. And the dog is safe. I don't know what mm-hmm. he's talking about. You know, I mean, if he wanted to be nice, he could say, well, technically, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Right, right. And, yeah. You know, um, I'll come and pick up the dog. Exactly. And, you know, but yeah, that's not what he said. You bring that dog down. I'm supposed to bring the dog down there right now. Uh, and so, you know, he, uh, he kind of, when I was younger, maybe I was a little more prickly myself, <laughs> you know. And so I said, no way. I'm not doing that. Oh, I'm I sure s- you use that language, too. <laughs> I didn't swear at him. <laughs> I did not. But, you know, I was pretty adamant. No, I'm not going to do that. I said, I'm I'm busy. I yep. told you where the dog is. You know what's going on. And I am not going to take a drive down there right now. So, no, that's not happening. Yep. And then he just this got, you know, kind of less, cor- <laughs> less cordial from there. <laughs> okay. And so I ended up hanging up on him. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, uh, <laughs> honestly, you know, I you're an ACO, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm gonna just say it right out here. In the past, and I think maybe <laughs> ACOs are a little nicer now. If you challenge some of them, oh, yeah. oh good grief! It's like they have a little bit of power, and yeah. it's like you know, you you you're bring, gonna bring the wrath of God on yep. you. So mm-hmm. um, the next thing you know, I get a call from a woman who happened to be active in rescue and sort of influential in the town. And she calls me up and says, uh, hey, listen. <laughs> Go hide in your basement. <laughs> this guy, this ACO is coming out to your house. He's on his way now. <laughs> and he's he's planning on coming out there and giving you a summons. He's got the SWAT team yeah. behind him. <laughs> and, and so don't answer your door. <laughs> right? And I don't remember how many dogs I had at the time. Yeah. But. Every single one of them went into a crate. Oh, God. <laughs> and I closed all the curtains. Shut the and lights sure out behind underneath the floor. Sure enough, about a half an hour later, there, there he is. I can see him <gasps> out the window. He's there banging on my door. Oh, boy. And I obviously did not open the door, and he didn't have one of those battering rams, you know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that would have really taken it to a whole other level, you oh. know. But so he's ringing my bell, trying to get me to go in, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, I'm not answering the door. 
Now, the where this gets where I consider this to be really kind of dirty pool on his part, and I don't remember the exact details because again, this was mm-hmm, like thirty mm-hmm. years ago. So yeah. exactly who said exactly what in what order. <laughs> but the bottom line of the story was that the owners of the dog had called animal control as soon as they're that day that I found the dog. Right. And he knew that. Mm-hmm. And he did not tell me that. That's not nice. Okay. And the dog was scared. I wasn't going to bring him to the dog pound, which nope. is not going to happen, you know, because as we talked about earlier, a lot of dogs aren't happy there. Right. And yeah. if I think that the outcome for the right. scared dog is to sit in a dog pound for 10 days... Right. When possibly we can locate the owner in the meantime. I'm not doing it unless you give me a good reason. Or, right. or you're nice to me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> then I th- might have some hope that you might be nice to the dog. And so it ended up that this dog didn't go home for like two days. And the the dog guy, the ACO, was not telling the owner that I had their dog. Okay? Ooh. And somehow or another, I think... If I remember right, I'm not 100% sure, somehow or another, after two or three days, I was able to talk to the owner of the dog and say, yes, I have your dog, and yes, you can come and get your dog. And then they came and they got their dog. But he knew that. Mm -hmm. So for three days, he was, you know, basically trying to get me in trouble because he just couldn't wait to slap me with a summons. And uh, the owner of the dog was, um, you know... I can't imagine not knowing where my dog is for two or three days. Right. So you're like yeah, torturing exactly. the owners exactly. of this dog. Exactly. And I thought that was horrible. Now, I, I'm i just going to guess. I could be wrong. Don't want to put words in your mouth. But <laughs> let's say you were the ACO at that okay. time. And, okay, you know, the police contacted you in the morning, or I don't know if they call right, you. Right, the, yeah. Would they call you at night? Like if, they, if I called the police department of Southwick at 930 at night, would they call you? No. Okay, so in They'll the probably morning, leave me a voicemail. Okay, so in the yeah. morning, you know, yeah. you would call me yep. and say, "Listen, you know, you're really not supposed to have the dog." And I know the owners have been looking for their dog. Right. So what I would do, I mean, obviously, if if people take in a dog just like you did, uh huh, I would advise them that okay, I know who the owner, I know who the owner is. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I would offer to have the animal control officer in your town. Meet up with you, mm-hmm. get the dog, and I could meet up with that animal control mm-hmm. officer and take the dog back and do the Okay, process. so you would make transportation oh, yeah. easy. I would make it and easier. And you would reassure me that the dog right. is going to be we safe. We do know who the owner the, is. Right. Yes. yes. Wow, would that have made a difference? So, well, yeah, but, you know, and, and two, because if you want to hang on to the dog, that opens up a liability for you. And we talked about this earlier because if anything ever happened to that dog, say it snuck out of your house. This is the underground railroad for dogs <laughs> going on here. It's Amnesty International <laughs> no, for the dog. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, if something happened to the dog, say yeah. you gave it the wrong food and it had <laughs> seizures, that kind of thing. Um, you know, there was a medical condition with this dog, anything like that. Um, you're liable. And I don't know if the Good Samaritan law would hold true in that case. Mm-hmm. Gee, I was hanging out to the dog because I was a Good Samaritan. Um in, in Massachusetts, it could be considered a theft because you have somebody else's property. Knowingly, you have somebody else's property. Uh, but it also raises my liability as an ACO if I say to you, okay, hang on to that dog. Do you know what I mean? Because now yeah. if something happens to the dog, it's not only that you are liable, I'm liable too, so is the town. So the proper procedure would have been, hey, listen, I got the owner. Yeah. I know who the owner is. Boy, would that have made all the difference right. in the world? Can you meet the owner? For me and or can for you the meet owner you? of right. the dog. Can you meet me 
I will pick up the dog yeah. from you if you want to meet me, or if that's if that's an inconvenience, I can have the ACO from that town, your town. Meet you, get the dog, bring the dog to me. I'll meet the dog and we'll grab the dog. Well, owner. nothing like being that's polite and civilized to exactly. solve a problem. And that's but the the bottom line is, you your your whole job is to get the dog back to the owner. Well, apparently this guy's job was to intimidate and oh. bully people. But anyway, we have somebody on the line here. <laughs> oh, good. So let's see what's up with that. Um, hi, Gregory. Are you there? Hello, hello, uh, Laurie and Doctor. How are you? No, this is Laurie and Liz Bennett. There's no Doctor oh, Dennis will oh. be on the air next week. Uh, okay, uh, I, uh, I'm, uh, I had a brain tumor on my optic nerve. Oh, oh. that's good. and. It's all gone now, and uh, I had three guide dogs. Okay. And uh, my uh, right side has uh, little paralysis, and I would like to, and I want to... be trained for a fourth dog. You're looking for uh, something that can also help you with uh, balance? Is that what you're Yes. Have you contacted the guide dog schools themselves? Yeah. Fidelco, that's right. Well, that's in Connecticut, but there's also guide dog schools in New Jersey and that they're not the they're yeah. the closest one, but there are other guide dog schools. So I'm just wondering uh, if you contacted them and they said that that was no, a, no, yeah, but, but except Fidelco, uh, uh, except Fidelco, and uh, the metal thing uh, won't go uh, go uh, down. For my paralysis. Okay, so are they? Are you saying to me that? Um, I, I want your advice. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that the best advice would be to find a school that um, can provide you with a dog that would be a, a service dog that can give you a bracing in addition to guiding you or narrowing down exactly what your needs are going to be okay and some of the schools might be better at doing that than others and so what i might need to do is um you know look look into it a little bit but ultimately you're going to have to contact the schools so maybe the best thing to do would be if i put you if i put you on hold and you talk to kevin and Kevin gives you my phone number off the air, and then you contact me off the air, and I look into it a little bit more, and then I can be more specific with who to call. And I can't guarantee that who you're going to call is going to be helpful, but I wouldn't just limit it to just one school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I I have uh, two uh, guide schools uh, uh, saying I... Uh, <clears throat> New Jersey. And, yeah. Yeah. Have you contacted them? 
No. Yeah. Okay. So would you like to have my number that you can, uh, you know, if you don't get me directly, you can leave a message. I can call you back. But would you like to have my number and I can look into it and give you more information? Uh, Yes. Okay. So I'm going to put you on hold and you're going to go back to Kevin and he's going to give you the number. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling, Gregory. Okay. So you got you're going to take care of Gregory. Okay. All right. We got that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure that some schools are going to have oh, yeah. greater capacity to accommodate different things. And there's more than just Fidelco. Yeah. As far as seeing eye or right. anything like that. There's and then I don't know, ex- you know, I, I don't know exactly what his needs are. Right. Um, right. And yeah. so, you know, he may be looking more at like a dog that works with somebody that's, you know, wheelchair bounder is walking right, with a walker, right, right. you know, and is that going to change over time? You know, because <laughs> exactly. sometimes and if he's a veteran, then we have services that would help him. There's so, you know, I think work. he just needs to connect to the yeah. school that's going to be most helpful and some are going to be more helpful than others. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of what it boils down to. Just so, like animal control officers. That's some right. are more helpful. Than well, I, you know, honestly, you know, just over time, I feel like animal control officers have become nicer. Well, the the profession has definitely um, upgraded. You still have your cop wannabes. I, there will always be an ACO who wants to be a cop and, and you know, carries the, the gun and the pepper spray and the this and the taser and this and the other thing. My, my well, that guy probably would have, if I let him in, I would have probably been go. tased. It there would have been all go. over for me. I mean, you're always going to have that in every, you know, in every sense of the word. But um, generally, animal control officers, yes. And our requirements have actually improved. There's now a... Um, an academy that you have to go through. Oh, really? You have to be certified. Oh, okay. Um, and well, my, that's definitely in, yep, different. Where I'm in Massachusetts, you have to um, get your core competency training, which is basically, it's a basic um, teaching uh, course. It's a course that you have to take and be certified in. So everybody's on the same level. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be, um, you have to get your, your um, yearly um, recertification yeah basically you have to get your your points and stuff like that for training you mm-hmm. have to get your training points but um yeah i mean the, the whole position has really uh, been elevated from dog catcher to and speaking of dog catcher so when my when my grandfather was a kid and this cracks me up because this reminded me of this um he busted into the New Britain dog pound and let all the dogs out. Oh boy! Okay, <laughs> so so you're making amends for right. him now. They, they followed him down the road. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's and even animal control facilities. When I got Bandit, who I named my my animal rescue uh-huh. after, we got him on the New Britain dog pound, which was very dark and dank and awful and stuff like that. Even the requirements for for animal control facilities have been um extremely upgraded which is very cool um all over the place so it's very nice the the position has has pretty much become a little bit more respectable well i remember (laughs) you know back in the day that specifically being told Mm -hmm. um that uh the aco position was being given to their incompetent relative who wasn't capable of doing anything and so well let's just give him this job you know 
<laughs> I mean, you betcha. <laughs> yeah, so that's not good. So anyway, I sent you this article. Yep. And um, you didn't read it all. You didn't do your homework. I did, you know. I, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> you wouldn't pass a test on nope, this. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, so not. anyway, because you kind of, there's it's it's kind of long, so you really yeah. have to, you know, be patient. You probably here. didn't send me the whole thing. Well, I don't so, know. Yeah. I don't know. Better, I just didn't scroll. Oh, you know what? We're right. going to have to talk about this when we come back. We oh. need to take. I lost track of. We need another break. Okay. So we'll tell talk about this article that you didn't read then, when we get there you back. Go. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> WTIC. And I've got Liz Bennett here, who's a woman of many talents, including <laughs> that you're an animal control officer. And so we've been talking a lot about animal control stuff yeah. and some of the weird experiences I had. And uh, I just, we have to end the show in like four minutes and the show has gone by so fast because um, I have company and it's always nice <laughs> to have company. Um, but this particular article is from Victoria County. I think it's in Texas. Okay. okay. And the whole premise of this article is that, um, well, the title of the article is How Animal Services is Changing Their Approach to Loose Dogs mm -hmm. in Victoria. And basically what the article is saying is that they're, let's say they see a loose dog. Mm -hmm. In the past, it would be, let's just get them, mm -hmm. get them in Throw the, them in jail. Yep. Now it's, let's follow the dog around a little bit. Let's see if we can find where it belongs. Yep. And uh, talk to the owner. You mm -hmm. know, your dog is loose. This is dangerous. This is dangerous for your dog. This is dangerous for other people's dogs. Um, how did they get loose? Yeah. Maybe we can help you with that. Yeah. I remember in my neighborhood there were these dogs that <laughs> kept getting loose all the time. And honestly, if somebody had said, hey, look at, you know what? This is how we can fix your fence. You know, right. we can do this and sure. this and we can do that and that. And, you know, so... You know, that and then, you know, just trying to educate people yep. and trying to work with people. Yep. And the article says a lot of people, if their dog is picked up, get scared mm -hmm. to go to the pound to get their dog. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, based on my experience with that other guy that yeah, I tell you about, I can see why. <laughs> but I just wanted to run by some of these statistics that's at the end of the article, okay. which you didn't get to. But. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think it's pretty impressive. Um, the in, And especially since, you know, you're talking about, you know, so many animals at the pound. Right. Um, that the intakes in that particular county decreased by 48 percent. That's awesome. That is. So yeah. in 2022, they took in 2,793 dogs in 2023 they took in 1448 yep. dogs owner surrenders mm -hmm. decreasing by 65 percent right just from a little education exactly. a little bit of human kindness a little bit of it's, education yep. and cooperation yeah that's big that is big that is, that big. is big but that's where it's all going 
That's where our animal control yeah, well, work that's is going. Tremendous that that's yeah. happening. Animals seized in field decrease forty percent mm-hmm. um, over the counter. They're calling it stray turn-ins yeah. decreased by thirty nine percent, and dog and cat euthanasia fifty five percent decrease. Just well, there's a couple reasons for that. The um, the spay neuters, they're. There's a lot more spaying and neutering. Well, this is specific right. to this town. Right, right. Yep. But in general. Yep. In general, there's a lot more and you, and education as talk, far as Start that talking goes. fast. We've got okay. one minute. A <laughs> lot more education uh, as far as that goes and a lot more in the approach. Yeah, that makes, I mean, there's my experience with that ACO, yes. it was like he was confrontational. Right. Um, and, you know, back then it was, yeah, oh, yeah, well, right. then. Exactly. You know? And but, now you will not have that. Yeah. Now you will not have because- Again, because the profession has gotten to be much more um, um, reputable, much more professional, that kind of thing. But also with something like that, you're um, you're going to see less on the intakes because of spaying and neutering, um, because people are being held more accountable. Well, I think that if we can just move in that direction, it's going to help everybody. Oh, yeah. So that that's I a do. wrap for tonight. There you go. Okay. Thanks Thank for being you. here. Take care.